All right, guys, it is the 29th of December, and these guys don't like my screech. I don't really give a shit, to be honest, because the Eagles are undefeated in December, so I don't give a shit what any of you guys think. I'm riding the ultimate high right now. Birds are undefeated. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody doing good? Thumbs Bad. up? Bad. Oh, well, well, yes, I'm sorry. I'm Let's try well. to open in the room. Ah. The Giants fan. Give him a solo. Hey, what's up, Giants fan? What's up, loser? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I said we were going to lose, didn't I? Check the you tape. Did. Roll it back. I said we were going to lose. You did Declan, say that. On our behalf, because we feel bad for you for taking the L this week. No, 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 no. I don't want to do the that. honor. I don't want that. Hit that intro. Guys, it's time for your favorite segment. My call-ins. Let's, hey. let's get it. Hey, Hi. sponsored by El Diablo Burritos. If you guys haven't already, check out the phenomenal El Diablo Burritos. It is a favorite of all guys who went to our high school in Wilmington. Uh, it's a convenient walk away from Trolley Square. They have five convenient locations in the state of Delaware. Thank you to El Diablo for sponsoring these weekly call-ins and if you guys haven't already definitely definitely give them a try uh our first call-in is actually one of my good friends from the upper debate podcast jay fly what's going on what's popping everybody good to be here what's up jay fly how you been i'm good bro shout out to wilmington delaware too 302 was popping the whole state i found out the whole state is 302 so that's i never well, heard it's of that also did you know that uh, delaware is not bigger than new york city Fun fact. I really? didn't know that. That's ridiculous because yeah. it looks yeah. bigger. That's ridiculous. True. Yeah, it's ridiculous. very true. Because I think it's uh, square mileage or population. No, population. Or... Population. Because right. oh, yeah. New York right. City yeah, has like a million say. people and Delaware only has like 999. Well, or no, nobody nobody lives in the bottom two thirds of Delaware. Everybody lives in like Wilmington or New York. It's one, it's one whole area code. We got like a different area code every like 10 minutes that you drive over here in California. So, anyway. Well, so so Jay, I know you're not an Eagles fan, but you are a Hurts fan. I am. You watch the game? How'd you, how'd I you did watch. Up? I watched the football team on Tuesday, and then they played again uh, against the Giants, I believe, right? Yeah, and they fucking destroyed the Giants. Oh, is that yeah, what they played? They, they, they destroyed <laughs> Mike Glenn. I don't, I don't Jack. call it a football they game. They destroyed really. Mike Glenn and Jack. No, on no, you're forgetting Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah, he should have stayed, stayed in the game. game. He should have stayed in the game. Come on. That was an offense tied together with like dental floss. Exactly. Oh, it's been like that all year. I, it's it's ridiculous. I, I mean, the defense played well for the first like two quarters, and then they couldn't get off the field. It it's just you know that's it, it just how it is. That's while, how the Giants right? are. And yeah, it was, it was like thirty-five to three. Like when I put yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the offense couldn't stay on the field. And I know, and I Jay, you came on earlier this this season, um, and you were a big supporter of Hertz. Um, are you still at that same supporter or do you think he should, we should, you know, split it with Minshew? What do you think? No, I like Hurts. I like Minshew too, though, but I like Hurts. I like the Eagles. Um, if Hurts, you know, this is the bottom line. They're in the playoffs in my opinion. I think they're in the playoffs. The Falcons are their biggest threat in my opinion. That's not really much of a threat. So I think the Eagles are good. 
they can make a run with Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts, you know, how that offense with the run game because you got the run game has to come first with Miles Sanders. You're saying Jalen Hurts could do that and they could go and, and make something happen with you know what I'm saying they could do what, what Nick Foles did that one year when they won the Super Bowl. I'm a Birds fan. I'm go Birds. I'm I'm there 100. I'll meet you at the parade. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I I don't see anything. I don't see like a. I mean, he can't throw the ball great. He doesn't have a great arm. Doesn't have great accuracy. But I don't see like a big flaw in his game for what they're asking him to do in that role in that in the offense. In my opinion, that's why I like him. If he if he's a guy like we were just talking about, not to not to make this this man feel bad about his team, but Mike Glennon, there's no, there's nothing that Mike Glennon does well enough that I want him on the on the field. Uh, Agreed. By the at, way, you know Jake Prom. What was that? I said agreed, by the way. Sorry to okay. cut you off. Yeah, and there's nothing, I, don't, I don't like it. So Jalen Hurts will do what he needs to do to win games, in my opinion. And if the defense can play to that level to win games and they're good enough to win games, Jalen Hurts is not going to lose you games, in my opinion. So right. that's that's what I, I feel like. I don't and, know if he's going to lose a guy for 10 years, but I like, I like him. Yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next after his rookie contract's up. But uh, you, you hit on the, the run, run the ball, run the ball. And we've been doing that, been successful. But now we're plagued with – Jordan Howard being injured and Miles Sanders being injured. Um, so it's kind of putting a stop to the run game now because we don't really have a running threat anymore unless you put in Boston Scott, which he played well. He scored a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, I just – that's my one issue is uh, Miles Sanders and Howard are great running backs, but they are just – they get injured all the time. So I don't know if we – what what don't that sounds like it just sounds like excuses. <laughs> um I mean this team we got Jordan Howard, we got Boston Scott, yeah, we got a plethora of line at, at running backs. Don't worry, I'm just busting your balls, but what well, I no. think go ahead. And yeah, no, yeah, we have that, but they get injured. So I mean that's true. That's why we have a lot of them, though. I mean, yeah. imagine if we just had Miles Sanders right now, like we would be fucked. Like and like honestly, imagine good point though, Jack. Imagine honestly if we had Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, we'd still be fucked. Yeah. So we got Gamewell. I just think a lot of people are sleeping on Gamewell. Like, put the kid in, let him start. Give me Darren Sproles vibes. Oh I don't my know, Josh. God. Keep quiet up there. Hey, all I'll say, all I'll say on the Jalen Hurts. The last thing I'll say before that's the last thing I'll say about Jalen Hurts today is that. If Miles Sanders is out from the playoffs and you have to let this guy just throw like 30 passes to see if he can win the game and they lose by like 40 or something like that, he might be done in Philadelphia. But if he somehow wins in the playoffs, then he might be your guy. That's all I'll say. We got we to gotta wait and see what he does in the right. big time moments when it counts. Okay. Jalen Hurts will never win a game throwing the ball that way. Who cares? <laughs> when running back. I don't care if we put um, Dillard back there running back. I, I love Sanders. I love Boston Scott, Howard. Running back by committee is going to win us games. <laughs> Our offensive line is what's helping this rush attack. No, I, I meant Dillard. You you can give the ball to anybody on this roster who's not playing offensive line. I guarantee you they will they'll average four yards carry, which is good. You only need three. You need three yards of play. Three yards of play that will win you a Super Bowl because you'll never have to punt. Yeah, that's true. Offensive line. Offensive line is the MVP of this roster. The entire offensive line. So whatever, okay. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, we gotta get we go ahead, Jack. No, what you're saying. Go ahead. I was gonna say at, after you say this, uh, we gotta get into our first topic too, which let's is get, let's, let's get the topic. Let's just get into it right now. Let's All right, it. you got a hatred for this motherfucker. Why don't you break it down first? Apparently, this bum right this, here. Hey, no, you're done talking, Don. 
<laughs> Jonathan Gannon is the worst coach ever. Me and Don talked about this multiple times. He's a good secondary, you know, linebacker, uh, safety coach, but not defensive back. Yeah, yeah, there, defensive back, but not a defensive coordinator. And the fact who's so stupid to hire this motherfucker <laughs> at their head coach, like what? They must be, you know, drinking the Kool Aid too much. Look at this man. Look at this man. Oh my God! I just he should be done. Start coaching college or high school. You're done. Bye. <laughs> oh, okay, man. You were no, you're no kids. Bye. Hey, middle school. Jack, is it his coaching or is it the fact that his eyes are like one color that are just oh. like they look, they look like, like black like marble right now with his eyes? Look at that! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yo, I, I, don't, I don't really know this coach, Jack. But he kind of looked like he's like 28, but he's balding. It's it's a weird dynamic for me. And he got like this <laughs> isn't helping this. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he got hairline like LeBron James. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't put that on LeBron. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you defend people from Ohio so much, Josh? With uh, Baker Mayfield and now LeBron, what's your what's your infatuation with Ohio? Um, so LeBron, I'm just joking. I mean, I think LeBron is the greatest basketball player of all time, but that's he's still he's still funny. I don't I don't know much about NBA history, so besides the Last Dance, I really don't know much about Jordan. <laughs> as far as Baker goes, Baker's a whole more emotional level thing. Baker needs to get his head out of his ass. He played like complete booty cheeks this last week. But two of his interceptions were not his fault. They should have been PIs. But that's beside. They still would have lost that game. Zeppelin, side note, really quick, because I just I can decide. You watched the whole Last Dance documentary, and what you got out of that was LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. Is that what you got from that? What I got out of that was I really hated being stuck in quarantine. But <laughs> I also got out that. I think Michael Jordan is the greatest like competitor of all time. Whatever. All right. I don't, Declan, Declan, what do you think about this? What do you think Dude, about I I'm just as stunned as you are that he even like people, you know, that means organizations had to sit down in a team meeting and write up a list of coaches that they potentially, you know, want to give the keys to that they think they can uh, lead a team to the promised land, right? That's why you hire a, a head coach. And they wrote, uh, they wrote Gannon on their on their sheet, like, like what? I I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, the secondaries mean? played really well, but that is that enough to to say that this guy can control all all aspects of a football team? I I don't know, man. I no. think they're. What about the defense reaching. as a what about the defense as a whole though? Because I saw this stat today that on Twitter and listen to this, because this actually took me by surprise. The 2021 defensive ranks, yards a game, the Eagles are fifth in the league. Yards per play, the Eagles are third in the league. Rushing yards a game, the Eagles are ninth in the league. That's top ten. Yards per rush, 3.9, the Eagles are fourth. Passing yards a game, the Eagles are ninth in the league at 215. Yards per attempt, they're sixth. Three and out, uh, fourth. And then last but not least, defensive touchdowns. We all know who's in the lead with that, Dallas. Eagles are number two in the league, though, with five. That surprised this, me when I saw This that. is all their defense, right? This is all their defense, yes. So, I mean, Gannon, Gannon's like that hot girl you know in college, right? This is a little Colin Cowherd metaphor where uh, when it's good, it's really good. But when it's bad, you love to hate her. You love it. <laughs> Well, he's in been, fairness no, to him, like he, you know, he's he's coached really well. I sorry, no, I he has. That's no, that's what I was gonna say. Like, 
he lost his best defensive lineman. Well, his second best, his best run stopper. I'll say that in Brandon Graham in week two. And then the entire team kind of sucked. Like there was a philosophical, philo- whatever the word is, change in this team during that Lions game when we won. Our defense has played better since then. Sirianni has coached a better offense. He's called better plays. I liked Gannon before. I liked him as a hire after watching him for a few first weeks. I hated him. I'm all on board now. I think he's coached a really good team. I think also the veterans have kind of stepped up, but I don't think he's ready to be a head coach, but I, I, I am all fully on board for keeping him for next season as our defensive coordinator. Well, and he mean, yeah, he's coaching the defense. I don't think he, he's uh, capable of coaching a whole team. You know what I mean? I Yeah. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. But I think there's a lot of hate on him still in Philly. And I think, honestly, at this point in the season, it's kind of unwarranted. I just meant more like um, my biggest thing for him not being a coach was how long it took him to adjust with the uh, personnel that he had. Like what? They didn't start really playing the best defense until week nine, week 10. And I think that's just way too late, especially if you're looking for you know, somebody that can come in and lead an organization. Um, Don't get me wrong. I think he's done really well, but, you know, it's just, it's such a different level. We saw it with a guy like Jason Garrett, you know, he, it's it's a different level being a coordinator versus being a head coach. And I just don't think he has the organizational ability, you know? Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. All good points said. Let's talk about the month of December. Christmas is in the air. Christmas just passed and our birds are undefeated so how do you guys feel about that i mean we still are somewhat in the playoffs but we still have a a long long road to uh to travel but i've from this this whole month this is my favorite uh watching the eagles this whole month so i'm really happy with what we've done everything seems to be gelling really well um so i'm happy that we didn't disappoint or the eagles didn't disappoint the Eagles did not disappoint the fans. So, well, I think this podcast hasn't disappointed the fans. So, I think we can say we here as a whole. I guess. I guess. Yeah, we can say that. Um, but yeah. So, we just take a take on you know reflecting on this last month. We're almost out of this new month. Uh, give it two more days. Josh, you know. God. So quick. Time really is a son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I think, as far as I'm concerned, as as a football fan, somebody who likes the NFL, the only thing you can ask for is to have a competitive team in December, a team that's fighting for the playoffs. Like I said, I think I said in last week's episode, my favorite seasons are either summer and then winter, or if the Eagles are in the playoff contention, then it's Christmas first and summer second. And we're, we're here. We're here. We're fighting. There's a chance we could clinch the playoffs this week, which not that I think that the Eagles would do this, but the thought of us sitting our starters week 18 is hysterical considering where we started and considering like, even though we're a good team, we're not like a team that's anywhere near good enough to sit their players. So, I mean, this, this is all you can ask as an NFL fan, I think. So I'm, I'm more than happy with where we are right now. Yeah. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth when the and Eagles. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Bond, oh, Milo, baby. Milo fan? Sorry. Who's that? Meatloaf. 
Oh, don't tell me you don't know meatloaf. Oh, right, that's, that's I'm very Serbian. Look up meatloaf soundtracks, please. I'll have to look it up after the podcast. I mean, should I like be in a certain mood or anything? Or <laughs> yeah, mood the freaking rock. <laughs> um, yeah, you brought off some good stuff, Josh. The thing that strikes me is what Jack showed me at work today. The Eagles are undefeated in the month of December. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. December's, if not the most important month of football, I think, throughout the whole season. Uh, just because it's a lot of teams. It's the most competitive, for sure. You have all, you know, 32 teams. The teams that lost the whole season trying to find their dignity at the end of the year, get a win for their fans. And then you got the teams that there's probably usually, like, around 7 to 10 of them that are just, like, going to maybe make the playoffs. So it's nice to be one of those teams again. Uh, but also one thing I want to bring up and we can kick it to somebody else, but Jalen Hurts has a passer rating of 89.5 throughout his career in the month of December. That's only through six games, but the Eagles are winning games. Hey, gosh, thank you for doing that. Thank you. No, gosh, he's played well. You're right. Anyway, the point is nice. well in the month of Saturday December, night and not only is he <laughs> playing well, but the team is winning games. So that's what I got to say. And like we're undefeated with teams that are uh, that of the Packers, um, the Dolphins, which helped us out huge when they beat the um, what you call it the who they play Saints, they, yeah Saints. Uh, so there's good teams that are undefeated in this month, and we're ha- we have to be one of them. So that's pretty big in my I opinion. Think, I think that game was at the end of November. Uh, what game? The Saints game. No, he's talking oh, about the Dolphins, Dolphins winning. He's talking about – Oh, 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 oh my, my bad. Yeah. My, my, I apologize. Yeah, so, I mean, I think everything's going well. Everything's – stars are aligning for us. Um, and let's flash back to – we talked about the defense. Let's talk about Alex Singleton. Let's talk about him. Yeah, and I guess that's a good point. Uh, we got to do our jersey giveaway at some point. I might – push it back another week because I, with all these graphics, I actually didn't have time to put in everything. I know a lot of you guys um, entered. I think what I'm going to do is for anybody that's watching the show right now uh, that entered the Jersey contest, if you want comment on our Instagram right now, uh, I was here 1229 or whatever, and then I'll give you guys 10 additional entries. But uh, yeah, game ball of the week this week is going to Alex Singleton. What do you guys think about his performance? I told oh, you here was 10 out of 10. Here was 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And I told you, you know, preseason, because I saw how well he played. This dude's a beast. And I mean, he's kind of becoming a good linebacker for us. Same with TJ Edwards. Um, so I think he's played out of his mind. That pick he had um, was a beautiful play. Right after my boy Lane Johnson scored that touchdown and taking that back to the house for that pick was beautiful. Um, so I, I really love this guy. He's been through a lot in his career. He played in the AFC or whatever, AFL or whatever. Some different – Canadian league. something. something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I really like this dude. Um, I mean, I – Josh, it kind of reminds me of you with the, your long hair when you used to play lacrosse. Um, yeah, when I had the lettuce uh, yeah, exactly. ages ago. Ages ago. Jay, how do you feel about Alex Singleton? I got, all I got to say is – He's a good football player. I don't know much about him. He had that good play y'all were talking about. I'm not going to say – I'm talking about the Eagles on the next topic. I got something to tell you about the Eagles. I got something on, from an outsider's opinion on the Eagles in general. 
Alex Singleton, you're cool in my book, but I don't got much to say about him. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I do. I uh, I think he has played very well this season. And I know so linebacker has always been an issue for Philly for the past five years, whatever. It's always been something we haven't really hit in the draft. I personally think it is not a position that I think it's okay if it's the weakest point of your defense. I don't really value linebackers that much, and I think we should draft one this season. But that being said, I think Singleton, and I'm going to throw TJ Edwards in the mix too. I think those two have played very well. Probably not. They're not. They're not Michael Parsons. They're not um, Clay Matthews in his prime or whatever. But they're. I think they're good. I think they are finally thriving in this defense. I think you're seeing as a whole this defense is playing much better. They're getting more comfortable with the system and such. But I think the hate that Singleton was getting early in the season as, oh, he's just tackling because he just runs to the ball after everybody else misses. I don't think that's warranted either. I think he's he's a good player, and I think he deserves – he's got two pick sixes in back-to-back seasons, which is not a big – like that's a big thing for linebackers. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we've kind of pointed him out as somebody who's underperformed all year, which I think is warranted. I think that entire, as we were saying, is that entire position is underperformed. But I think it's crucial, especially with a team with so many young pieces like the Eagles, that your guys like Singleton, like Edwards, guys that haven't really played their best all year, step up in big moments like this. And I think it's a huge credit, especially to Gannon, I mean, like it or not, that his best players are starting to perform or like guys that maybe were identified at the beginning of the season as best players and didn't fully live up to it are playing when it matters most. I think that's a really good sign for this team. And do you uh, accredit his success because of the the coaching game has given him or just him as a player? What do you guys think about on that? Edward? Just just Singleton. I think that's just him feeling more comfortable in the in the system, to be honest. I mean, and that's not taking anything away from Gannon. I just I, I think he's playing the same way he did last year. It's just people know him more now and he has more liberty to do what he wants. Okay. That's fair. One thing yeah. I wanted to point out too before we move on from this, uh who said TJ Edwards? Um I think, was that you, Josh? I mean, yeah, yeah, I I, I brought him up. No, they I had another graphic and I wish that I sent it to myself. Um but TJ Edwards had 16 tackles in the game on Sunday. Um, 16 solo tackles. I'm sorry, 16 solo tackles. And for a linebacker position, like that's an out of your mind game. And I think it kind of got overshadowed because of Singleton's pick six, which hey, you deserve the game ball of the week. You totally get it, Singleton. Uh, but I think that these two are exceeding expectations. And hopefully, if we don't draft anybody the two of them can come to be a good tandem. I still want us to draft somebody. I want to be clear about that. I don't think either of them are a good number one. I think that the both of them can shape up, though, to be a really, really good number two. If we could uh, put Singleton's mind into Edwards's body, we'd have the perfect linebacker. <laughs> I remember, you, Josh, I remember you said that, you know, the first or second episode. You mentioned that. Yeah, no, no. You might have said Davion Taylor. Did you say Davion Taylor earlier? In the yeah, season? I did earlier. Yeah, you called me. But he um, <laughs> he's hurt. So, you know what? Her players get pushed to the back burner. And that's, that's true. nothing you can do about that. Hey, dog. I'll never get this opportunity to go with this image here. And I know you guys are Eagles fans. I've just seen – I've never seen that angle before of any player. It looks like a furry unibrow on the helmet. I've never seen it from – I've never seen it from not from the side. Anyway, he's I don't know if you guys have Jay Flood, I can't tell if that's a shadow or what. It, it, I don't know. 
So, anyway, we talked about being undefeated in December, right? Um, and we talked about the playoffs. What impact, immediate impact, do you think the Eagles, if they do make it into the playoffs, can have? Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. I don't think anybody sees them making a huge run, but I think they could, you know, knock a team out, you know, in the first round or something like that. And I well, – so, go ahead, Jack. Oh, I just, I just want – this is what I want to say about the Eagles. Now, that's kind of what was on my mind because the Eagles and – and this is the outsider's opinion, no disrespect, I love the Eagles. But up until the, the football team game, which was on last Tuesday or whatever, I didn't – I like the Eagles and I, I wish them well, but I didn't see them as like a team I was really hopeful about in the playoffs because there's only three teams that strike spirit in people, which is the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, and the Rams, but you're really fearful about them. And then you have the teams that you're really hopeful about, like the Packers – uh, the Cardinals are a team that people are hopeful about. I think the Eagles have now jumped into the bottom of that like kind of tier where like you can be hopeful about them to do something in the playoffs. Now they should make it, and I, I feel like if they if they win a game, if they win the wild card game, now you kind of feel like maybe there's some momentum, some hope that they could actually make a run in the playoffs. I know we were, me and Dal were talking about the Colts and the Bengals earlier, other teams that I kind of feel like are on that like kind of run of teams that if they get hot and they do the right things and things fall their way, they can they can make a run. We're, like we're not fearful of it. Like if you're going against them, but like it could, ha- I can see it happening now. Yeah, and um, Josh or Don, pull that that banner up again. That Confella dude. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think know I'm sorry. if I correct me if I'm wrong, if um, we went out the rest of our our season, we beat the the Cowboys. We play the Cowboys first round of the playoffs. Is that right? If um, they don't- as of now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on what happened. I mean, that's. It's yeah, big, like if San Francisco yeah. loses or something like yeah, that. But right line. now, as it stands, yeah, because I mean, the only thing that's holding us back from the playoff is us winning out the rest of our season and the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, if the 49ers lose and we win out the rest of the season, then I think we'll have a a mini a miniature impact in the playoffs. I'm not saying we'll make it to the Super Bowl, but um, we'll make it somewhat far in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I think the thing that's going to help us, our defense is playing really well and we can run the ball. Those are like the two biggest teams in the playoffs. That being said, I mean, at some point in the playoffs, whether it's the wild card, whether it's the divisional round, we're going to meet a team that just has a high-powered offense, Packers, Cowboys, and we're going to be down. And there might be – like, I I don't trust our offense to maybe come up with that clutch touchdown with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. But I think – like I said in the last shows, and Cole, who's not with us tonight, was saying, oh, what's the big deal about playoffs? I think the big thing is just getting our younger guys and the coaching staff experience. But, I I mean, I don't think we'll win the Super Bowl. I don't think we'll get to the NFC Championship game. But we could win a game. We yeah. could win a game with our run yeah. game. Like, we could play spoiler a little bit here. Right. And you guys know what's dope about talking about that? Flashback. Let me interview somebody right here on the screen. Jack Dorden. Flashback <laughs> one year ago today. All right? I tell you that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be talking about making a playoff run. What are you telling me? I'm saying hell no. Right? Like, look at that turnaround. Like, nobody really wants to talk about that. And we completely – I'm going to put up a graphic. But tell me what what kind of went through your head this season, Jack, watching this team, this young team, per se, transform right in front of your eyes. I'm going to put a graphic up. Should I talk? talk? Yeah, go ahead. So, you know – Going, I think what really kind of set us apart and made me think differently was when we beat the Saints. Um, because up until then, I was very skeptical about the Eagles. 
Um, because as what well, I forget his name, Jason Kelsey, the, the guy was on the show two weeks ago, um, hit on it. They were not expecting the Eagles to be this successful this season. And that's what my mindset because we really didn't have that many players or many key players on our on our on our team. Um, and they're all young. But now that we've kind of had a full season together with these young young players, I think we're starting to gel a lot better together. Um, and like I said, we always have to play each all four quarters the same. And we struggled in the first half against the Giants, a shaky Giants team this past week, and then we picked back up in the in the in the uh, in the second half. If we play all four quarters the same, I'm gonna keep saying it, then we we have no issues. We should be successful. Um, so I'm really happy so far what they've done. I think a lot of people also, when these preseason ranks were coming out, everybody was like, oh, Carson Wentz, bad season, new coaching right. staff. People forget we brought back, like, besides, with the exception of Jason Peters, we brought back our entire offensive line. And I know Brandon Brooks isn't playing right now, but, like, last year we had, like, the blind sisters of Murphy, Mercy out there blocking. Wow, wow. From, from Walmart <laughs> on our roster. Like, yeah. Like, our offensive line is good. Pay Jeff Stalin whatever he wants. Like, it is – a top-tier offensive line in the NFL. And even if a lot of our skill positions are new, our defense is kind of new, kind of old veterans, whatever. If your offensive line's good, like, you're going to win some games. You're going to be chippy. And that's what that's – what, it took us a few games for right. our coaching staff to realize that. But, like, that's what – that's our bread and butter. Exactly. Declan, Dalton, Jay, any other uh, opinions on this? You can go, do you have anything, Declan? Not really. I mean, you guys hit on everything. I, I, it is kind of crazy to think about, you know, the complete turnaround. And it really wasn't huge roster moves, you know. It was just, you know, it was. It, it's just crazy to watch. And also, I think another issue was we got a brand new coaching staff, new head coach, new defense coordinator. So that was another issue that was like a lot of people were so, uh, you know, not confident on the team. So we hit on. Hurts December, right? Right. And we talked about the quarterbacks, talked about Minshew. But if you guys remember, this week, Minshew, or last week, Minshew went into Sirianni's office. And Sirianni being a savage he is, Minshew asked, is there anything I can do to become a starter? And Sirianni said, yeah, it's not happening. So I think he's a savage for that. What do you guys think about that? Josh, go ahead and take it first because you're going to probably have the same answer as me. I want to say. Uh, I I. Do you love think Sirianni is a savage? Yes, yes, I do. I think that that's a sign of a good coach. Just being like, yeah, like you know what, like probably not in the cards. So I mean, I I've, people are like, oh, that's a dick move. Uh, uh. No, no, that's a football coach. They're weird. They're mean. They're not normal people. You got you got to shoot it straight. And I I love it. I love Minshew too. Dude broke his hand so he could have another year playing college football. So I think he'll land on his feet, but yeah, I, I like the move. It, it upsets me, honestly, because like I'll just play devil's advocate real quick and then you can take a jack. Um, but like I want competition in the beginning of the year, and all you guys are Eagles fans, you guys remember when like Sirianni was like, nobody's starting, and we're like, what? Like, and he's like, everybody has to earn their position. It was kind of weird. And I don't know, it just feels hypocritical to me for him to, like, go back and say it. Like, obviously, no shit, you know, Sherlock. No shit, 
no shit hurts is gonna uh start but say don't take the wind out of his sail like if you have a guy in your locker room that wants to compete and play at a high level i don't know why you would just like persuade him not to i don't know that's just my opinion well and and and, and to your point yes Sirianni is a savage for saying that but also Minshew, you have to look at like on his end He's got, he wants to do anything he can to become that starter. Whether it be this season or if he's still on the team next season, he's willing to, to work hard to become that starter. So I think it's it's a good sign from a secondary quarterback to mention that. Um, but, I mean, you're going to expect that coming from him because he just went 20 and 25 uh, passing. So you know he's expecting a lot out of it. Um, but I think I still – you know, love Minshew, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's trying to figure out what he can do. Um, but that's my my opinion on it. In, in my humble opinion, if the Denver Broncos do not call asking to for a trade for Minshew at the end of the season, or maybe even the Steelers, those two franchises are idiots. The thing that's is, me. that means that that means that Minshew likes our city, though, right? Like, what do you guys think? I don't know, uh, Jay. Sure. Down there, what do you think? Do you think that he likes the city because, like, if he's saying. I want to start in this city. I mean, that must mean that he must be comfortable with the fan base, at least in my opinion. Well, I think I think he likes the city, but I also think he just he's he's there now and he wants to start now. You know what I'm saying? Like he, whatever team he was on, he would like the city because he wants a job, he wants a starting job. And and I think and I'm a Hurts guy. We we talked about this, but I, I want to answer Jack what he said really quick. I don't think Nick Sirianni is a savage at all, and this is why. Because he's been throwing temper tantrums on the sideline, like a, like you know, I don't want to say anything crazy, but you know. <laughs> I don't think he's a savage. He, like he'd be crying and like pouting and stuff like that on the sideline. I don't, I don't like Sirianni very much. And this is, I don't. This whole thing with the it's not gonna happen. This is why I don't like it. And I, we and me and Dalt talked about one side of it already on up for debate. I'm gonna talk about the other side. If I'm Jalen Hurts and I'm and I and I know I'm the starter, I know I'm the better player, and I know I'm that guy. I want the coach to be, you know, kind of lighting that fire under me all the time. You know, what I'm saying like, there's a guy right behind you that's that's that wants it just as bad as you do or more. Like, how bad do you want this? You know what I'm saying? Because and if you, and you guys being Eagles fans, I think you guys would want Jalen Hurts to want to like out like if, if Gardner Minshew is doing this and that to get the starting job, you want Jalen Hurts doing the same exact things or more doing the same thing. So that's why I don't like that it's not gonna happen because that now I'm comfortable if I'm Jalen Hurts. I don't gotta do the extra workout. I'm comfortable. Isn't it? You know what I'm saying? Who who else is gonna take my job? So I don't I don't like that from as a, from a coaching standpoint, as a star player, and of course it's Gardner Minshew is not gonna like it because you know what I'm saying you shutting him down. Anyway, I don't like Sirianni at this point. I'm not a big fan of him anymore. I kind of was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but not a big Sirianni guy anymore. Anyway. So well, I, I think say. also, like, if, if you look at, like, what happened last year where, like, Hertz was always behind, Wentz is back. Hertz is playing well this season. I don't think Sirianni wants another quarterback controversy. In in preseason, the quarterback competition is fine, but when the team is meshing well, it just – it's not good. Yeah, and from our viewers on Facebook, Kennedy, you saw that comedy said – um, thank you for your support. Uh, we really appreciate it. But yeah, I agree with that. It's stupid, um, you know, coming off a season where Hertz just started and uh, played really well as a rookie, and then coming into this new season to have a competition isn't the smartest thing to have um, because you want to build that confidence for Jalen Hurts, and by having this competition, it kind of kills his um, confidence. And we saw it like previous. Uh, beginning half of the season where he wasn't confident at all at his, at what he was doing. Um, so I, I agree with you, Kennedy for hundred percent on that. You guys have any takes on that? What he said? No, I want to agree with that too. Cause I don't want to get what I said kind of misconstrued. I think he should never go to the media and say there's a competition or anything like that. It should be Jalen Hurts is our starter. 
But when someone comes up and says, what do I got to do to get more playing time or get a starting spot or whatever to get better, you tell him what, what he got to do. You say, this is this is what you should be doing every day. And if the time comes, if Hurts gets injured or something like that, this is your spot. You know what I'm saying? If Jalen Hurts starts slacking, this is your, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it should be a competition. I just think that you can't just blow a guy off. You know, you know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't be a competition. Jalen, Jalen Hurts is a better player. He's a starter for sure. Well, I don't think it has to be one thing or the other, though. I think he can. He has that balance of saying, like, hey, Minshew, like, you're not going to get Jalen's job because we fully believe in Jalen. But, you know, the fact that that has come out into the media and now Jalen knows that Gardner's, like, actively trying to work hard, it's like an iron sharpens iron thing. Like, oh, he's going to do this thing? I'm going to try and one-up him. I'm going to keep getting better so that this is never even in question. Like, I think it can be both things. I think this is what the – Carson Jalen situation should have been last year kind of like what uh, Kennedy was saying you know in a way this is they're going in the exact opposite route of what happened to Carson I think you know where Carson's confidence was kind of shattered when Foles won the Super Bowl and you know there was that competition element then they draft Jalen trade up to get him and all that stuff I think um, I think this is how it should have played out and they're finally kind of righting those wrongs. And I think uh, I think this will ultimately be a positive situation. Right, right. Everything was good said. I agree with everyone. Um, thank you, Kenny, for bringing that up. Um, Megan's transition, I think we need to talk about – there's a few more topics before we end the show. Um, one I want to hit on was Darius Slay. Was this his first Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's his first in his no. career, but definitely his first in a Philly uniform. So – I, I mean, and of course, uh, Jason Kelsey's on there too. Um, but I think that builds Darius Slay's confidence even more. And I agree with his uh, that decision from being a pro bowl because this dude had a stellar season, 100%. Um, I mean, not the first half, but, you know, midway through the season, this guy, this guy came out of the woodwork and played really well. So That four-game stretch, Jack, where he had three picks or whatever. Right. Or three TDs, I should say. Three TDs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you guys want to talk about Darius, let's do it. Um, guys, guys I'll, I'll start real quick. He's the first Eagles cornerback to a pro ball since Asante Samuel. So, that's, oh, that's, that's, number that's, one. What, that's what it was. Yeah. First. Um, but number two, uh, what I just said, Jack, the three touchdowns in four games, I just want to elaborate on that. Josh had a great point earlier about how difficult it is to be a linebacker and get two picks in back-to-back seasons. How much more difficult is it to be a freaking cornerback? I think it's easier to get touchdowns at cornerback than linebacker, don't get me wrong. But still, be on defense and score three touchdowns in four games. If you're telling me any NFL players doing that, the first player to come to my mind is LT, uh, Lawrence Taylor, you know, any defensive player. And that's the only guy I can think of that I would actually believe how to stat that crazy. So I just think that that's... He, he's getting older, but he's not slowing down. And that's a great stat to see. And I think he fits right in with Gannon. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, any other opinions on this one? Sorry, I was dealing with a family issue there. Um, you know how families are. Love <laughs> uh, Darius Slay is incredible. And my only regret is that he was not on our team maybe three years earlier. He is – he's definitely – I mean, you know, you think of, like, secondaries in Philly, you think Asante, Dawkins, Malcolm Jenkins, McLeod, and they're all amazing. Darius Slay, by far, is the most 
talented out of all of them. Not not the best player, not the best Philadelphia Eagle, but most just like inherently talented as a football player. It's him. Uh, he deserves it. He's he's very good. And I think honestly, having McLeod be like the leader of our secondary and like maybe make a lot of the calls and just having Slay do what he's comfortable with, just playing on man to man, just attacking the ball. I think has really helped him, and I think it's a big part of his success this season. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, he's played well this whole season. So, I think I take back what I said earlier. I think uh, <laughs> Gannon deserves a head coaching job strictly because he got out of Slay's way. I think yeah. that's the whole reason he should get a head coaching job. I mean, they he struggled earlier in the season because the system he was in completely went against his strengths. And then finally, they put him in a system where he's able to flourish and he gets the Pro Bowl nod. Like, well-deserved. You know, he they finally let big play slay be big play slay. Like, that's what it boils down to. I think everybody knew the implications of what Darius Slay coming to Philadelphia should have meant two years ago. And you're finally getting to see it play out on a big stage. I think it's it's incredible. Yeah. 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 What do you Darius think, Ray? No, I mean, Darius Slay, he's been a big name for a while, you know what I'm saying, for as long as I can remember really, um, you know, this big corner. And it kind of felt like I haven't really heard much from him in, in like, recent memory for, like, the past two years or so. And this this year I'm finally hearing about him again. It's good to hear from him again and hear about him again. Because when you're on the outside looking in, you don't really – you know, you don't really know about every single – like, I can tell you guys about, like, Jeremy Lane or I can tell you guys about, like, a random Patriots, like, defensive player when Tom Brady was there or something like that. But for the most part, I don't know. Darius Slay is a guy that everyone should know about in the league, and I'm glad that now he's in the Pro Bowl and everyone, like, he has national attention again. So, happy for him. And in the um, in the spirit of Christmas and Hallmark movies, this is a storybook end. This kid, this beginning of the season, was struggling with mental illnesses, Lane Johnson, and the fact that he scored a tutty on Sunday against the Giants was huge. And, I mean, he did the, the Lambo leap into the stands. The that was awesome. Leap. And you know what's funny? I guess I guess the Cowboys are watching the game because, you know, at night they did the same play to their their uh their oh, offense. Yeah. Threw a touchdown to them. So I'm so happy for for Lane Johnson, and uh, it was a good play call. And I think I talked to Josh about this. Um, they mentioned that he was, you know, an eligible receiver um, before the play started. So Josh knew that this was going to happen. So I'm glad it happened. It's not as good as the Philly special, but it's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, so I was watching the game on the like the nation national broadcast with I don't know who did it. Uh, I don't know who the commentators were, but um, whoever the Philly local broadcast guy is, he's a legend. I don't know him that well because I never got his station. Uh, Marys. Yeah. Marys. So he. I like rewatch. I saw his Twitter clip, and he actually said the same thing I did, where you can see that he. Lane Johnson came out and was eligible, but he was lined up in the tackle position. He wasn't lined up as a tight end. I think if he was lined up as tight end, it might have given it away. But the fact that he was lined up in the tackle position was I was like, oh. I was like, he's well, eligible. They're definitely gonna throw him this ball, right? Well, and he deserves it. And I love, I love fat man touchdowns. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that the the Chargers uh lineman uh previous in the in the season, he had that fumble recovery. It was called back, but that was pretty cool. Um yeah, I mean, everything's just, you know, I mean, the fact that he 
sold a block and then went out for the reception was he sold they sold they sold the play really well. So um, Oh, it was great. Yeah, I mean like and, like it's not a hard play call to draw up. But it, it's it's hard to like actually call, I think, in a game moment. Yeah. And it was beautiful to see against the Giants, the Giants, Declan, the one the team that lost, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well we are we always have that one, you know. Right. Right. Can, right. Can I'll I, take that. Uh, can I say something in our last 10 minutes here? Because I did want to make sure we brought attention to this. Um, I was about to bring it up too about John Madden. So perfect. Yeah. Take it away, Jackson. Yeah, so this guy, I mean, I this week I've had a heavy heart. Um, this guy has been in our life, us being kids, RIP, John Madden, a great legend. Uh, us being young guys, we play Madden all the time. Uh, so seeing him pass away is really tough. I think it's gonna be tough on the whole NFL as as a whole as a whole. Um, he did great things for the uh, the NFL, and um, I did not know that he played for the Eagles or he got drafted by the Eagles. I Don put something on on Instagram today, and I didn't know that. And the guy commented, "Yeah, he got drafted by them, but he got injured, so he didn't play a single snap for them." But yeah, this guy's a legend. The fact that we still play his games today was awesome. So, um, RIP to John Madden, and it was nice seeing him be able because on Christmas Day, if you guys remember, they came out with a special for John Madden, and seeing him pass away like three days later is kind of crazy. But it kind of I don't know. Yeah, it was surreal. My heart. Yeah, I'm happy that came out before he died. That's guys. Can we uh, take a brief, uh, moment of silence real quick? and then start the show up again. Thank you, Jack. That was a, that was a great introduction. You took the words right beautiful. out of my mouth. Um, rest in peace, John Madden. That was a great tribute, Jack. So well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that he played for the Eagles, so something we definitely wanted to bring attention to. Uh, on more of a positive note, we got 10 minutes left. You guys know what time it's for. Our Philadelphia Eagles-Washington football team preview. The Eagles can clinch the playoffs this week, right, if I'm not mistaken? If we they win. can. They can. Yeah. No. Well, they no. need to win, but they need they the need the to lose. lose and the 49ers to win i believe well one thing too jack just before i forget because we have to wrap these two into one connect guys to what you think is going to happen with washington but who do you guys think is the eagles heartbeat this week too because that's our main topic tonight that i forgot to bring up all right yeah, yeah we can do that um but uh josh or dalton Con- i forget the guy's name confaletto or whatever he put something in chat on the on what we need to do to get in the playoffs like, i don't know what it was but uh we need to win the Saints oh, yeah. need to lose, and the Vikings need to lose. That's what it is. I got it right here. Yeah, right there. Yep. Yeah. So thank you, Confalefa, for letting us know. But, yeah, guys, this is a big week. Um, and, like I said, I think the heartbeat of this of this team this week has to be the offense. I'm for the defense. The defense. Defenses play well. Um, I know the, the football team are struggling some injuries on offense. Um, kind of helps us out, but we need us to play well and play a good four quarters of football. That's all I have to say. Well, I'll, I'll take this one. It's, it's really easy for me. The defensive line, uh, to me, is the heartbeat because they have no quarterback. You can get to whoever's playing, whether it be Kyle Allen or Todd Haneke or 
Gilbert, whoever his name is. Get to him. Uh, make the quarterback throw bad throws. You're going to get pick sixes. You're going to get turnovers. You're going to get sacks. I think the defensive line can really wreck the game plan for Washington and win the game for him. Also, before I, I, I'm done talking, we forgot to mention, this is also a big week for the offense, too, because, as we all know, Devontae Smith is, what, 89 yards from passing the uh, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver. Rookie. The rookie. I'll pull rookie. up that graphic right now, Jack. Great job connecting that, too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, here you go. 92 yards away, Jack. So you hit the nail on the head. But there you go. That's the stat. So, all, I mean, this guy's a beast. This guy is a beast. Um, I love what he's done for us. He's a really good receiver. So, all hopes, fingers crossed, he gets that those 92 yards. That's that's my answer. I'll take it while he's on the board, my graphic. Who is the heartbeat of this Eagles team? Look, Jalen Hurts was here last year. Um, Miles Sanders was here last year. Lane Johnson was here last year. I'm not saying that these guys don't play into the rest. Of the, I'm going to make an analogy. They don't play into the rest of the body. The body has lots of organs. You need separate organs to make the body function. Sometimes you need the kidneys. Sometimes you need the brain. You need the lungs. I'm going to say Devontae Smith is the heartbeat. Um, I like a lot of the passion that he's found, and you guys can all attest to this. When he came in, he was kind of shy, and I know that me and Jack talked about it a lot at work, but he was kind of on the shy side with just like everything that was going on. I don't think that he came out of his shell fully, so it's nice to see him come out of his shell and kind of be the – the role model and the leader for the rest of the wide receivers and set the tone. I don't know. That's my that's my answer. Who do you got? Who who didn't go yet? Jason Kelsey, by far. I already talked about how the offensive line, like the whole rushing attack, is solely based on the offensive line. Jason Kelsey is the heartbeat of the offensive line, which is the heartbeat of the team. QED is the heartbeat of the team. Um, I think we just saw a Washington team get smoked um, on national TV. I think they're going to come out scrappy. They're technically not eliminated from the playoffs yet, but they're probably not going to make it, and I think they know that, and I think they kind of just want to play spoiler, kind of like the Eagles are going to play when they make when they make the playoffs, not if. So I think our defense needs to come prepared. I think it's going to be a scrappy, scrappy game, kind of like how our first match with the Washington team went. I don't think it's going to be like playing the Giants last weekend. It's going to be tighter. So I think we just need to hit on all three phases. I know that yeah. sounds cliche, but that's that's literally what has to happen. And I mean, when we play them at first, they had they their their rosters put together by like sticks, but now they have pretty much most of their players back from COVID. So that's gonna be another. Um, yeah, 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 COVID. Yeah. So Declan definitely will help yeah. them. Yeah, I stole my answer. I, it's gonna start and end with the offensive line, whether they can provide enough run protection for that offense to get going. That's going to open up the pass game. If they can give enough time for Hertz to get in the pocket and really pick apart this Washington secondary, because their defense is relatively, you know, still good. I mean, they got blown out last week, obviously, but I think they're still a really formidable team, especially against an Eagles offense that if it comes out slow, they would jump right over or uh, jump right on. Um, so I think, like you said, Josh, it's – I mean, it's Kelsey, but it, it's that whole offensive line. They need to dominate early and often. And if that offense can get off to a strong start, I don't see them losing this game. Big boys got to eat. And also, like I said, four quarters have to matter. Play the same four quarters. Um, so before we end the show, there's one thing – two things I want to bring up. Score prediction this year or this week. And then also, if we pull up the graphic from the Philly Insider – um, they said about winning the game. 
Are you guys going to playoffs? Um, Philly Insider. Like, did I pull it up earlier? Yeah, you had it up. I'll be insane. Yeah, it's the Philly comment. Insider. Yeah, the comment. That one didn't. Oh, uh, my fault, my fault, my fault. Hey, conflict. We got to do the jersey. Send me a phonetic spelling of your name. That would be yeah. helpful so I can yeah. call you out correctly because I feel <laughs> bad I messed up. So thank you, Philly Insider Podcast, which is – I think it's pretty big. Um, to clinch, Eagles need to win, Packers need to win, Niners need to win, or Panthers win. So with that, I think the Eagles are going to win. Let's go with yeah, 27-24. Ooh. Eagles. Hot take. Jay? Oh, I got 38-0. to zero. Eagles. Go Birds. They got smacked by the Cowboys. The Eagles are going to smack them, in my opinion. Okay. Zeppy Peppy? 17-12. to 12. You think it's going to be that low scoring game? Oh, I that's oh. ugly. I do. I think this is not going to be a fun game to watch. This is going to be a game where we like are just like, well, we got the win. Conflefla, my guy. My guy. Conflefla. Thank you, Conflefla. Appreciate Thank that. You. Tune in next um, week. We'll, we'll give you a better quick. call out. Mine is, I'm with Josh. Low-scoring game. It's going to be like not a pretty game. It's going to be a hissing match if Tom was here. He'd say that. <laughs> I'm going to say that at the end of the day, uh, give me like 21 – uh, 13 Eagles. Tom's gonna I don't be think chewing on a copper pipe the entire game, just so stressed out. <laughs> I just think that Washington's gonna be pissed too because, like, it's not that they like had like a bad loss to us, it's just like I don't know, it was just kind of weird circumstances. So, I think that they're gonna play hard this game. Declan, you're the last one. Give me 24 13 birds. Perfect. Yeah. Well. Look, guys, I want to thank all these guys for coming on the show. I want to thank somebody, importantly, Mr. J-Fly up here for staying on the whole show. J-Fly, we love you. We appreciate you. If I still had the soundboard up, um, oh, yeah, I do. I could hit you with a. Oh, thank you. Hey, thank you all for having me. I appreciate you all. I love watching your show and then now being on it. It was really fun. So I appreciate you all. Also, guys, all the viewers on Facebook, um, YouTube, uh, thank you for viewing tonight. Kennedy, really, really, really good takes. And then I want to wish everyone a happy new year because New Year's coming. So anyway, who wants to who, who wants to do the honors? I think Josh did. Josh had something to say and then do the honors. The CDC now recommends yelling run the ball five times in the first quarter at your TV, yelling at Nick Sirianni. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Let's go. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball.